calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We're not going to do the whole episode like that, but... And I was just reading news headlines like this. Yeah, she was creeping me out, like, hardcore. Because it feels like I'm really close to her, but I'm actually really far. I'm deeply uncomfortable. Mm, <laughs> no. Um, okay, well, And that, there goes all the listeners Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, that's 110% the weirdest way we've ever started Come this podcast. On. Um, well, welcome. Welcome! <laughs> so, on this episode of uh, What's in the News, kind of mini episode, if you don't know, if you're new to us, this is just kind of like a quick 30-minute or less sort of situation in which we kind of discuss what's going on current affairs yeah. i mean especially right now because we're talking about it's black history month we're talking about a lot of things that happened a long time ago um mm-hmm. so we don't really it doesn't really it brings up some some current stuff but, yeah in our full-length episodes yeah. right but it's good to kind of uh touch base more on the the big headlines that are happening mm-hmm. yeah and we're just sharing our thoughts and opinions on it and um As everyone knows, and as we will talk about at the end, I feel like, um, for me, and I know for Madigan, the majority of the things that have been dominating the news right now are still to do with the Parkland shooting that happened on Valentine's on uh, February 14th. So that has been kind of... Really, honestly, that's what I've been... It's dominated... I mean, it's dominated my thoughts. It's dominated my thoughts. So it's, it's definitely... Even if it wasn't... I would be seeking it out, even if it wasn't everything that's popping yeah. up on my I mean, news. I, yeah, I can't, but that's the thing that's amazing about it is that you can't really escape it. You go on any social media platform, website, it's everywhere. And I'm it's glad you can't important. escape it. And no, it's good. We shouldn't We shouldn't be letting people get you know, escape that. something, and I could just be really optimistic about it, and I swear we're going to talk about other things as well, but something that I was just saying uh, to Anthony was... Something feels different about yeah. this, and maybe I'm just being very optimistic. But because I really the think victims are really speaking out this time. Well, I think, and I think people are just—they're just done. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I think this is well. That's the thing is when this first happened, 
I was like, it, this is going to be another shooting. This is just going to be another thing where everyone posts something and it's like, you know, this is so sad. And then in two days it's gone. And the fact that it's stayed with us so strongly for mm-hmm. like a week, uh, well, not quite a week, not quite, not quite a week, a week. Yeah. but it's still, it, it does. There is something different in the air about it where, yeah, it definitely feels like people are, I mean, I know for me, I, um, I always, these things always affect me really harshly. And as, as early as this morning, which we're recording this on the 18th, um, so four days later, I cried about something that I saw this morning. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to it. Yeah. But even beyond that, I'm really at a place now where I'm like, I can't go another one of these shootings without mm-hmm. feeling like I've done something about this because exactly because it's just not stopping and doing nothing isn't is working. working you know what I mean? So it's just no. like I'm I'm feeling really empowered and I'm feeling like people are really, really, really done with this and yeah. really, really wanting to make a change. Yeah. And with that said, we put up and have left up and will probably leave up for a while longer on our Instagram page in our bio, 30 actions that you can do. There, Some of them are very, very easy, easy actions um, that you can do, uh, steps you can take to be involved with gun reform or getting those conversations started. Yeah. So. Every little bit helps. Yeah. So, as Madigan was saying, something that has set this... Um, there's always victims and victims' families yeah. who say things after after shootings. And I was hoping after Sandy Hook, when parents were coming out talking about their, you know, first graders being murdered, that um, we would listen. But this this shooting has been particularly unique. Oh, yeah. In that these students are coming in and they're coming in hot and angry. Oh, yeah. Well, and what's interesting, too, is like it's just it's so like the social media age because like there was recordings of it actually happening. And like I read this thing where this like all these news outlets were asking this kid if they could use his uh, videos. And he was like, yes, I give you my permission. Please credit me that, you know, like three or four of these, Mm -hmm. you know, news stations. And then Fox News like contacts him on Twitter. Can we use your video? And he was like, no, you may not. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good. You know, good. He's got agency over his own. Exactly. But that's but for me, that really represents like the kids out there that are like they're so knowledgeable they're so smart like those are things I didn't know when Mm -hmm. I was little and like they're they're they grew up with this which is so sad but they're like they're so fed up with it and the fact that they are unwilling to be silenced about it is I feel like what's gonna make a difference yeah there was something that I saw kind of I think it was the day of the shooting yeah that was I shared on Facebook and it made me when I, I mean, I'd been crying on and off anyway, but I yeah. think I'd gotten myself like pretty well under control. And then I saw this post. It was a tw- it was a tweet. Yeah. And it said, "2018 is watching children live tweet mass shootings while mm-hmm. other kids who survived school shootings talk them through it." Yeah, they're like, "It's okay. I've been through this. This is what you do. Find this place." Don't. It's like, but oh is my that God. not the most devastating thing you've ever heard in your oh, life? Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. That I mean, just... at one point, I am glad that those kids that were there in Florida had the people there to be able to empathize with them. But how absolutely. sad that it has to be like that to be how sad that that's even a thing you know what i mean and i had similar feelings when um there's a post that's gone viral of this student named emma gonzalez i think you you posted about her and 
she's she's really angry. Oh yeah, and, and you can feel so that eloquent too. My God, she's eloquent. What a strong woman. But you can also feel. God, it was hard for me to watch because you're watching it and you're thinking this is a child and yeah. this is this is a child in the midst of trauma and yeah. you can even though she's elo- eloquent and even though she's got this righteous anger and even though she's able to talk in front of all these people yeah. for me it was also like very apparent that she was still dealing with oh, her trauma like it's in 4 days no no i no i mean yeah. i know but like it, you could see it all over her yeah. face and yeah. in her voice and it like I mean, how moving, though. It's so moving, but it's also just so, like, our children shouldn't have to go through this. This is so devastating. And I mean, and the thing thing is, is that, yes, this has been happening for years to adults and things like that, but you'd think that once this started happening to children that people would have stepped up Small children, elementary school children. I know, Sandy Hook blew my mind. Like, it was just, I couldn't believe that. It almost seemed like they got away with it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just horrible to me. And for well, me, because like, nothing, literally because nothing, nothing happened. Changed. That's the thing. And and for me, I when I was in treatment the first time, I I was in treatment with a with a man who had survived Columbine, and so that was another kind of thing for me where I started getting like really interested in this kind of stuff. And I read the book Columbine. His name is David something. I don't remember the author's name. But it's a really good book. And it's amazing to me. Like, that's that was, like, the original, like, school shooting. Yeah. It's amazing to me that after a tragedy such as that that was so heavily publicized and there's books and there's so much information out there about it that literally the same thing is happening. This man is in his, like, probably in his 40s by now. I can't mm-hmm. remember what year it happened exactly. It happened but in like, the 1994, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, like, this is... 90- so it would have been in his 30s, right? Let me look it up. It was either 94 or 97, I want to yeah. say. But um, it's crazy because it's like, I can't believe that we've had this much time and this much publicity. Like, that was such a heavily publicized shooting that well, I distinctly, nothing has happened. I distinctly, it was in, oh, 99. 99. I distinctly remember Columbine yeah. because we were, my mom used to leave the TV on when we would go, get, we were getting ready for school or whatever. She'd yeah. leave it on the news. Yeah. And we were walking out the door to go to school, and my mom stopped at the TV, and we watched it. And when we watched what was happening, it was... It was so shocking and devastating and unusual, we just couldn't comprehend what was happening. You know, and to me... You couldn't make sense of it We couldn't make sense of it, and to me, the reaction... To school shootings now, and people want to say, "Oh, kids are so desensitized, and they're so..." Well, yeah, they've grown up with this. Yeah, what else are you supposed that, to be? Nineteen ninety nine. That was when I was six years old, and, right? Seven, and, seven years old. Yeah, I was nine, and we've grown up with this our entire lives. The younger generation, even more so, yeah. hearing about mass shooting after mass shooting. Yeah, and eventually, if nothing is done, we just what we are accept you that as to, fact. What are you supposed to do? You know. How are you supposed to react? And someone did something really interesting that I saw, which was um, they... I love this. I love that someone thought to do this. And and this is where I think we are as a country right now, that they strung together clips of Paul Ryan saying the same thing after every school shooting. Which is basically like, our thoughts and prayers are with you, and we we can't believe this unimaginable tragedy every single time. And it's like, really, you can't believe it? Because it's already happened so how many, many times. times? You can say that once, and then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but something that I wanted to talk about that is in the news is that these students are are planning a uh, march on Washington. Yeah, they are. Similar to the Women's March. I want to go. I know. I really wish I could go. I really do. Um, Someone but- send us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send me money so I can quit my job so I can have more uh, vacation hours yeah. to go to this thing. Guys, if you want us to be fully dedicated to this podcast. <laughs> Look, yeah. You want we more- need money. <laughs> you want us to be more well-researched? Fund us. Yeah, so um, we don't have to work full-time jobs. Someone give me a sponsor. Um, but they are planning it for March 24th, and it is a student-led march, student-led protest. So if you can go, I you live near... I hope there's going to be one in... I hope there's going to be one in L.A., kind of like... I, 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 that's what I told, because Anthony was like, oh, man, I really want to go. And I, I was like, I well, I can't... tomorrow. I can't go. But I bet you there will be a sister march I in really, L.A. I really hope there will be, because, like, ugh, that's the thing. It's like, I yeah, can't. I know. I work tomorrow. Um, so... <laughs> So this this podcast will be coming out later, but yeah. tomorrow on President's Day, LA is having a People Against Gun Violence rally. Yes. Um, so I'll be going to that, and I'll be Instagramming, doing live Instagram, and I'll be so. crying into my coffee cup because I'm not there. I mean, I'm just at a place now where. You know me. I mean, I've talked about this several times. I don't like getting into fights with my family, and I did it this week. Oh, yeah. I've been fighting with my aunts, and I, I, I'm i just... I'm done. I can't... I can't... Because there's no room for that anymore. There's no room no. for people to be saying anything else, because no. it doesn't make any sense. There's honestly... Like, I, I don't have any patience for that No, I, I, I truly... All. I truly don't either. I'm not going to hear your side. I'm not going to hear... Yeah, no, no. We can't... No. Like, something needs to be done. Yeah, if you're going to sit there, and you're going to tell me that you don't want to do anything anything about guns and it's all these other things that are the problem, then you need to give me a practical solution. Exactly. Give me a practical solution that's yeah. not that's not gun restrictions. Give me something yeah. else. Because telling me that it's because um, the lack in pra- of prayer in schools, nope. telling me that it's because of our culture, nope. telling me that it's because of mental illness, give me a practical solution. Well, and this is the thing, and this is what I was talking about with my friends last night in the car. It's it's like a pyramid. you got to start somewhere, and then we're going to work on the other issues on the way down. Let's start with some gun reform. Then let's talk more about mental illness, and let's talk about the stigma behind it, because these people are mentally disturbed. They have right. issues. They do need help. But that's not the first thing that we should be attacking. Right. We got to get the tip of the iceberg first, and then let's start breaking it down. Let's start well, talking about I mental mean, health. Let's start talking about taking better uh, care of our children and making sure that they're in safe homes. Let's start talking about other ways that we can create a better community and understanding of some of these things. But it, you can't start at the bottom and expect things to re- get better. You have to start with the first thing at the well, top. Well, I mean, and like, I mean, everyone's been all over social media saying this, but we're not the only country to have a mental health problem. No. But we're the only country that arms arms them. Exactly. And here's the other here's the other thing that I just wanted to address because I do think that mental health is a big issue in this country and I do yeah. think that Nicholas Cruz had mental health problems. Yes. However, I do also think and I actually I know because I've read some of the things that he said online where he advocated for killing black people and yep. killing gay people and yep. immigrants and yep. he hated Jews. Yet the first and, thing people are saying is, oh, he's mentally ill. But you know what? Hate is not a mental illness. Nope. And you know what causes a lot of mass shootings is hate and anger. Yep. So these are not mental illnesses. No. And if you want to start, and he was a white nationalist, like if yeah. you want to start dealing with some of these problems, we need to start dealing with the underlying issues of hate and anger. Yeah. 
more than you know. But look at who is running our country. He is the king of hate. He is the person that said, stood on a podium, was basically saying, you have hate in your hearts? Great. This is the country for you. Yeah. Like, it's just... Well, I mean, and he took white nationalist groups off of terrorist group, uh, terrorist lists. That's so, so stupid. absolutely stupid. I hate him. Yeah. I hate I him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate I him. Know. I know. Me too. I know. <sighs> it hurts. It's hard. It, it's painful. You know, Heart. he went to Florida and posed with people who were healing in Shut hospitals with, up. with a thumbs up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Leave. Fucking leave. So, Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Fuck it. I'm not sorry that we Fucking just... Fucking not sorry. That we just yelled at you. We're not yelling at you. We're we yelling. You. We're yelling in general. Okay. We're yelling into a microphone that it's going to hit your ears, and we're hoping that you're yelling with us, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's move on from this. Let's if, do it. Let's and just take a... We're going to take a quick breather. <sighs> okay. Let's move on from it. it. If you have thoughts and feelings, if you're feeling like us... Um, Send us a line. Let us know what how you're feeling because we we love to know that we're not alone in, in feeling like we're living in crazy that's why, town. That's why Keegan and I are such good friends because we don't want to be alone. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm the only one who feels insane about this. But can we talk about Adam Rippon? Yes, we can because he's my boy. <laughs> I know he can. He's always a good palate cleanser. Right? God, Makes you feel better. Alet Rippon. Alet. Adam Rippon is the palate cleanser. He's gonna be staying in Pyeongchang doing commentating. They fucking hired him. How cool is that? Yeah, NBC. Like it's just, it's amazing. I mean, he he is so great, and he's so. I'm so he's, happy he's gonna be a commentator because like everything he says is pure gold. It's gold. Yeah, gold. I love when he addresses reporters and he's like, "Well, Andrea." Oh, she asked him about like. What does it mean to be skating at the Olympics? Or like, oh, you told nervous? us that in the last he, one. But, yeah. then, but then he does another one where he's like, well, Andrea, I'm here. Um, I'm at the Olympics. I knew you were watching and you're wearing a statement necklace. Like, I just had to go out and do it. Honest, I was like, yes. Honestly, one, I want to be his best friend. Yes. Two, I he, could... They live in L.A. Him and Ashley Wagner train um, in L.A. Can we just, like, go infiltrate their brain? Listen, Adam. Adam. Adam sweetie. Adam. Honey. Honey, take us out for drinks. I get that we're not Reese Witherspoon or Elmo, but we love you. <laughs> but we love you. But we love you so much. I'd um, love to have a Cosmo with you and just uh, chat. You know, so much. I just wanna. I just wanna be in your presence. Um, but something that I that I also saw this week that really reminded me of when I was a kid was a video of Johnny Weir talking about uh, the prejudice that he had. Uh, as a gay man in figure skating, although he never officially came out as gay, it was you know obvious to everybody when he was skating. But he <laughs> got a lot of hate for being flamboyant and for being so boisterous and feminine in lots of ways. And here we are celebrating Adam Rippon, and everybody is like obsessed with him. Yet people still hate on Johnny Weir to this day. Yeah, they like I remember when everyone just called him Johnny Queer. Oh uh, yeah, I do and, remember that actually. And I don't even follow. The yeah, Olympics. I mean because it was people. It was it was just kind of a known thing. Like he was made. He was the butt of jokes. A lot next to like Evan Lysacek, who is his rival, and like it was just it was very very sad. And he was just like, but I can't be anything else but myself. I can't be right. anything else. I don't yeah. know how to be. And like, so if we're gonna if we're gonna be giving Adam credit, we gotta give we gotta get the people before him credit too. Yeah, and Johnny Weir, and I think both of them they're both commentators now. Like yeah. it's just amazing to me. Like he. 
is just he's a trailblazer man he's great i yeah. love him me too i gotta gotta give a shout out to my boy nathan chen for making the comeback of the century <laughs> from like bombing two short programs landing six quad jumps in a long program i'm sorry you guys probably are so sick of me talking about figure skating but it's the olympics and i can't help it so proud of him he's my boy vincent Landed the first quad lutz. Yo, he's 17 years old and he skated to Moulin Rouge and it was so beautiful. <laughs> he's 17. He's this little boy and he skated to like come what may. Oh, pretty. Oh my God. And it was so like, he's so passionate and he's so young that you're just like, oh my God, you felt things. Yeah. I feel you, boy. That's so horrible. there's, there's a happy, uh, there's our Adam palate cleanser. Whenever we're sad, can we just like say Adam Rippon quotes? So here's what we're going to do. When we're sad, we're going to um, watch some Adam Rippon interviews and, and recite them back to you. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then we're also going to listen to the Black Panther soundtrack. Yes, um, tell me about from it, Kanye. Uh, Kanye. Oh God, what you just say? I'm edit that out. I'm gonna edit that out. Like, um, did you say go Kanye? No, I said from Kanye, which no, uh, Kendrick from Kendrick. Um, mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I, the thing that I wanted to address this week, because in, so tomorrow on President's Day, I am going to the People Against Gun Violence rally, yep. and then I am going to see Black Panther because, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I wanted to just kind of bring up that Black Panther is just smashing box office records. Smashing. Crushing it. Smashing the fuck. Um... Global ticket sales by Monday will have estimated $387 million, which is incredible. It says Black Panther instantly became the top-grossing film in history by a black director, Ryan Coogler, wow. and featuring a largely black cast. The previous record holder was Straight out of Compton, which collected $214 million worldwide in 2015 Shit. over its entire Run. That's amazing. We are in opening weekend for Black Panther, and we are yes. at three hundred and eighty-seven million. Holy so shit! It has. I it love. It. Just, I'm so excited to see it. I cannot I know Chris, wait. Chris is so excited too. Yeah. And analysts expected Black Panther to arrive at about one hundred and sixty-five million in North American sales, uh, which would have been like an incredible release. Yeah. But it totally exceeded that. And then the previous domestic record holder for February release was Deadpool, which is also a Marvel movie. Yeah. And it collected one hundred and fifty-nine million over President's Day weekend in twenty sixteen. So this two years later, same like weekend. Yeah crushed that and Deadpool was amazing amazing yeah so here is what I have to say to you Hollywood here it is listen listen to me I'm listening Keegan speaking I'm Hollywood um (laughs) make black movies because they fucking because they They fucking work work. the fact that like that argument doesn't work anymore that it's not gonna sell like that was the argument that I got forever it was like don't do and you know what I would say I mean, of course, I love it when black movies come out. Get Out crushed shit, too, and yeah. did, like, an amazing... Did, did amazingly, um, and is now nominated for Academy Awards. But you know what? Do this for other minorities. Yeah. Do this for other people who are, like, underrepresented, because... Black people have just been waiting for their day, you know yeah. what I mean, to get this kind of recognition. They and now got it. let's get the ball rolling yeah, and, and they, start getting all these other minorities in there. Black people came out in droves for this because of that. Yeah. And I feel like other minorities will do the same. I mean, I feel like we need, we definitely need better Asian representation. Absolutely. In that is and a and big Latino one. representation, yeah. like real good Latino representation that's not. When I watched Suicide Squad, 
I was so put off by the yep. fact that that character, whatever his name is, the I don't even know. freaking one that looks like a skeleton who who has fire, whatever. I don't know. But he was... <laughs> skeleton fireman. He was a Latino character, and... He said, he, like, two words in the movie, too. No, he spoke... Well, there was a Native American character who literally said, like, two words. Yeah. And then um, their Latino character actually had a lot of lines, but I think it was Jay Hernandez played him, but... He was so stereotypical, yes, Los Angeles, like, Cholo, uh, that it was really off-putting to me. Yeah. And and off-putting, I went and saw that movie with a friend of mine who's Mexican, ra- born and raised in Los Angeles, and she was put off by it. Yeah. So we need more representation that aren't stereotypes, yep. that are proud you know, you know, versions of their culture. Like, this is ridiculous. And don't worry, white people, you'll always be around. You'll always have the most, so calm down. Oh, my God. White people freaking out over Black Panther was, like, some of the, like, low ratings for Black Panther are, like, this film is racist. I couldn't see myself in this film. And it's, like, welcome to the goddamn club, dude. Yeah. How many, how many movies have minorities had to sit through where there was literally no representation. Yeah. The fact that when we did, like, a Disney-themed, uh, like, pl- we did, like, a thing called Stage to Screen in the school that I mm-hmm. went to, so we did, like, a play and then did it into, like, a film. Uh, my boyfriend, who is Dominican and Puerto Rican, played Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, is that Middle Eastern? Like, uh, And I, when I lived in Missouri and, um... The theater that I used to do shows with would have, like, we opened a movie theater in downtown Springfield, and they needed characters, like, characters, and I was Jasmine. Yeah. Because they're like, we don't, I mean, we don't have anybody. This works. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, You're brown, she's brown, you're both brown, whoa! Close enough. Close enough, you know? Oi, 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 oi. So... With all the shitty stuff that's happening in the world right now and how much it's, um, how much sadness is going on right now. you got to focus on the light. Yeah. Or get, else you're going to drive yourself insane. Buy your, here. Okay, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. I'm listening. To make yourself feel better. Okay, let me get my notebook out. Let me yeah. get a pen out. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Go. Good. Go out. Okay. Get yourself a bottle of wine yes. or champagne. Done. Buy yourself a box of your favorite Girl Scout cookies. Done. Because they're still on sale right now, and take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah. And help some girls out. And sit down and either put on the Olympics or go watch, go out and watch Black, Black Panther. Panther. Go smuggle. I am telling you to do this. I don't care. Come come for me, movie theater people. Smuggle in your Girl Scout cookies and a little flask of your wine. Oh, and yeah. Go watch Black Panther. Oh, I always do that. I, always <laughs> I know. Do it. Although lately they've been like surprising me with the purse checks. Like, what? Not 100% of the time, but like, which is even I'm worse. I'm start putting shit in my bra or something. Oh, yeah. but I don't wear bras. It's horrible. Uh-oh. I did wear one today, though. Um, but that so, would look so lumpy. Speaking of you. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies in my bra? Maybe I just have really big nipples. I don't know. <laughs> do you um, only get two cookies? <laughs> One on each side? You just put a sleeve in each and it just goes straight out? 
You're like, don't like, judge me. Like Katy Perry with the whipped cream bottles <laughs> in her music video. Okay, so speaking of supporting Girl Scout cookies and supporting girls, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this hashtag rolling, and people don't seem too thrilled about it yet. So I'm gonna, we're going to do this sister solidarity thing, and I want to hear your stories. So I'm going to start with mine this week. Um, I've just wanted to happen this week. It's a little thing. It's nothing big. We don't need big monumental right. whatever. So we just want to hear how how women are supporting each other because we want to start breaking down the competitive nature that has been that society has forced upon us as women, and we want to show how supportive female friendships, how important that is, and support. Right. So what Madigan is talking about is on our Instagram, and I think. On our Twitter, I think I shared it to our uh, Twitter, Oh, yeah, too. I think I might have, too. Maybe it's um, on twice. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't, don't know. know what we're doing! We don't know what we're doing. Um, but, so what she's talking about is we we really want to have a segment on this show at some point where we read um, moments of sister solidarity or girls supporting girls, women identifying folks, so, you know, all women. We're yep. talking, you know, trans women, all women. Um, anytime. I mean, honestly, even if you're a man and you've witnessed something, like, I sure. would be fine with hearing that. Yeah, like, anytime you've witnessed a moment of true female um, friendship and allyship and what that looked like, and if you have a story for us, provide some pictures or yeah. just a story and, and hashtag Sister Solidarity, and we will check that hashtag every week and yeah. kind of see. Go ahead and hashtag Sister Solidarity and also hashtag angry neighborhood feminist or or yant for or your angry neighborhood femi- feminist just so we know or that you're you're talking to us or yeah, tag yeah, us yeah. just so we know that you're talking to us yeah um, there is some other sister solidarity uh hashtags yeah but go but ahead and do that for us because we would love to read your stories i really yeah this is something for me that i've always felt really strongly about and that i i just love my girlfriends so much my female friendships to me are so precious and um i want to hear about everybody else's female friendships or even just like things that you've had that have happened with strangers so um my story this week i will babysit for this 11 year old girl every once in a while and i've known her since she was little and like she comes like her mom is this like badass feminist chick and um, so she's raising her to be very much the same. Like, we need a segment with her on this <laughs> podcast because she's just the funniest. Like, the things that she says are just so wise and so funny and great. And so totally forgot that she, like, follows me on Instagram. I'm so... I have such a bad, like, potty mouth. I'm just like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Um, but so she heard about our podcast from that. And so she was like, Madigan, I listened to your podcast. I got really bored, so I stopped listening to it. But okay, I she's did, 11. She's, she's 11. Just... She's 11. But I did check it out. And, like, she doesn't care about us talking about, you know, drinking wine in the first 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get you. It's like she goes to school all day. I hear you. But the fact that she figured out what that little purple icon was on her iPhone and, like, searched it and listened to it, to it's me, was thought that matters. so heartwarming. Yeah, that this, she wanted to encourage you and, she wanted and support to, like, you. Yeah, like, it's, like, she wanted to be a part of that part of my life, which, mm-hmm. to me, was so cool because, you know, having worked so much with kids, too, it's amazing when they stop just being these kids that you watch and start kind of becoming like their own little people their own people but just like where that you start actually building like 
real human relationships with them. It's not so much like, you know, oh my God, and when she was little, I'd be yelling at her all the time because I had to get her ready for school. And we would just, we fought like, like sisters. It was insane. And now she's, you know, she's older and she's so feisty and she's so just like exuberant and amazing. And like to be able to, to have like a friendship with her where I forget that I'm talking to an 11 year old girl mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, I just want to hear her opinions on everything, and I love it. So yeah. the fact that she, like, even took a second to listen to this podcast was huge. Yeah, and I that's love super her. beautiful so and that's, wonderful. That's my sister's solidarity for the week. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And I don't have a specific one for this week. You but- bought Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I sure did. That's yeah, Sister Solidarity. In, in fact, we bought Girl Scout cookies from two different troops today. Oh, uh-huh, that's what's okay. up. But I do want to do just a general... We've received so much kindness and love and support for this podcast from all kinds of people, you mm-hmm. know, which have been really, really wonderful. But to all of my female friends in particular who have been just so incredibly supportive. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I feel the love and I've never met them. Me too. And, and like they just continually send me messages of like support and love. And yeah. I, oh, I listened and here's my, here's my thoughts on this. And yeah. I'm, this is ranging from friends I've had for years from the time I was a child to people I work with to good girlfriends that I go out with to new people who we've met, like, you know, the girls um, from Two Girls, One Ghost who yeah. helped us with this podcast set. We didn't us, know how to put it up. We, we had, like, we had we no idea what, what we were doing. And yeah. I just think that that's a really beautiful thing. I think that that kind of like friendship and support is it's, really special. And it's the best. People don't talk, talk about that, but no. it is not easy to have that kind of love and support as an adult. It isn't. No, it isn't. It's something that I struggle with a lot. So I am very thankful. And I just have to say, literally, so my mom, every time she listens to a podcast, she calls me and she's always like, I just love you guys. She's like, I wouldn't even say that if I like, you know, you're my no, daughter. I believe I'm like, her. yeah, you would. But I believe her. And she's just like, and tell Keegan I love her. I, I love, love her. I love you too, Liz. She thinks you sound so great and she just loves you. She's, <laughs> she's going to start crying again. She's always like, and I started crying when you did this and oh my god he talked about me so like so mama solidarity also like, great mama solidarity like my mom like we need to start getting some merch because my mom would be like decked out head the number to one <laughs> like we, we would need socks shorts bandanas hats shirts can we have a fanny mugs. pack yes have you met me <laughs> i would love to have a fanny i pack. love fanny packs <laughs> yes uh, what well, if i just did my like the vibrator i did this funny what <laughs> I'm sorry? I did that, like, that picture says good vibrations with, like, the vibrator oh, yeah. on it. That would be funny if I just did, like... Right at the crotch, crotch right level. Right at the crotch. Why not? <laughs> that's where it belongs. Um, well, that's a weird way to end this podcast. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, we love you. Sorry that this episode is kind of weird. We just want to let you know that because... Because of the events of Wednesday and everything that's been going on, we're in a, a kind of a weird headspace. Yeah. And, um... We need to make each other laugh sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, and, and it's been kind of, like, crazy ups and downs, like, yeah. emotionally for us, and I'm sure for the rest of the country. So, yeah. we just thank you for sticking it out with us through this weird stuff. Next, I mean, I hope you were able to chuckle with us. Yeah, and we've got a really awesome episode, I feel like, for you coming up next Monday. We're going to talk about a couple real badass black feminist ladies, so... Guys, we are like a fine wine. We yeah, get better with age. We will get better, you know, and if if 
there's something that we do that really annoys you, please let us know. And you know I know what? I say totally a lot, okay? <laughs> you know what else I want to know is, because I don't think so, but I'm always curious if other people think so. Do you think people think we sound alike? No. I don't think so either. Because my voice sounds really annoying. <laughs> And your voice sounds like a damn angel. So. Like a damn angel. And I'm like, hey, I'm Nattingen. Welcome to your angry neighbor from Themis. I don't think so, but I do. That's very nice of you to say. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know what? Let us know, because if we do sound alike, I'd be curious about that. Okay, well, uh, we love you guys. I love you. And uh, we encourage you to rage on. Bye. Bye. I said that really weird. Hi guys, so this is future Keegan coming to you from the pod closet. Um, I wanted to just offer up some corrections here at the end of the episode because I know it's going to be a while before we are able to give this to you and I wanted to make sure that the information we gave you is correct. Adam Rippon, sadly, the day after we recorded our last episode, um, turned down NBC's offer to be a correspondent. He went to Twitter and said, I'm flattered that NBC wanted me to work as a correspondent for them here in Pyeongchang. Doing this would require me to leave Team USA and move out of the Olympic Village. I don't want to do that, so I had to decline the opportunity. And then he also said, I love being on Team USA and representing our country. My teammates were there for me during my events, and now I need to be there for them. I look forward to being with them, and I'm very excited for the rest of the competition. Go Team USA. So while we are, of course, absolutely devastated that we don't get um, some good Adam Rippon commentary. Um, I think it's completely wonderful and exciting that he just wants to be there for his teammates. So uh, this is kind of a post-episode update, just kind of letting you know where things are now. So even though we're really bummed out that Adam and his terrific eyebrows won't be there to give us all the wonderful commentary that we would like, it's awesome that he's there for his teammates. So we hope that you join us on Monday when our next episode comes out. And thank you for listening. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.